0: The Howard College Podcast.
1: A podcast for the
2: students, by the students.
0: Home of the Howard College Hawks. What's this going on? It's a combined production from the Hard West section. Hey
3: y'all. Y'all need some
0: twang up in here.
3: What
1: did he say? <laughs> <laughs> Information for new college students. And future Hawks. Howard College.
4: Let me Lamisa. San Angelo. Swid. And now, it's time to get to work. i <laughs> kidding. Okay. Is what I like
2: Laying on the beach with sunlight in my eyes Laughing with my friends under the sky Following our hearts so then we take a ride Wherever I always try to let my okay, spirits Okay, so here's the
4: scenario. I wanted to get a bachelor's in business from my local university. So I decided to come to Howard College because I wanted to save a little bit of money and I wasn't really sure I was ready to dive into the university experience. I kind of thought maybe it would be best if I get into a local community college, kind of uh, dip my toe into the higher educational world before I just go for it. So we're going to talk to somebody today about that transfer process. What happens after? You've done your your two years at the local community college, and now you are ready to move on to that bachelor's degree at the university of your choice.
3: This is also our past topic for the month. My name is Brian Stokes. I'm the director of Institutional Effectiveness, and I'm a student who graduated from Howard College uh, over 15 years ago and then moved to a four-year school at Texas A&M University to continue my education.
4: The best time you can start thinking about the transfer process is when you're actually new to college. When you're first getting into Howard College, you're talking to your advisor, you're kind of figuring out what your game plan is. But here we are, (laughs) end of the fall semester, getting ready to start the spring semester. Maybe I haven't done that yet. Where do I go from here?
3: Um, That's a good question. You know, A lot of students are that way, but they're still trying to figure out what they are majoring in and where they want to go to school. And and they're just now starting to consider uh, where they're going to be moving off to. Um, I would definitely say the first steps to be looking at is definitely looking at the schools that, that you're interested in going to and what you're interested in majoring in and seeing how the courses you've taken line up to, to uh, what they're requiring. This is also a good time to look at the ApplyTexas.org webpage to see when their application opens up for the fall semester, as well as also completing your FAFSA for your next school as well for this coming year. So right now, a good time is to focus on the Applied Texas webpage and your FAFSA and looking at the degrees at the schools that you're interested in going to.
4: Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. I met with my advisor. We looked at, let's just pick one, let's say ASU. And I want to transfer after Howard College to ASU and I want to pursue a bachelor's in business. So I have done my prerequisites. Uh, I've at least registered for the last ones to take in the spring. Uh, what steps are we going to go through from here?
3: Um, a good step to go to is look to see if uh, Angelo State has a transfer day. To,
4: to there is school. actually a transfer day coming up uh, on November 15th to ASU so you'll need to after. sign up ahead we of time and pre-register for that and, and you can do that by contacting I'm advising.
3: That our, we would if you speak to your advising office they'll discuss you as a day that they have the transfer day or at least the big spring campus allows uh, we will take a bus ride up to San Angelo so students can visit um, it's a good to go visit that department ahead of time that way they can look at your academic transcript you can talk to an academic advisor over there to discuss your coursework that are, that is that you have taken and how it applies to your degree plan and that way you're, you know exactly what's transferring in and how many uh, courses you have left to graduate
4: so am I actually going to be working with a advisor from ASU at the same time I'm finishing up at Howard College?
3: Yes, that's correct. And again, um, was that you know, Howard College actually has a pretty uh, great relationship with Angela State University. We work with their transfer advisors a lot. We can get you in touch with somebody um, to to talk about your transcript and what it, what would you need to transfer. Um, that way, when you work from both from the Howard College side and the four-year university side, Um, you're getting uh, all the information that you need to make that seamless transition to the four-year school.
4: So you mentioned the FAFSA Um, I've kind of heard that you need to apply to every school so in this case would I apply to Howard College and ASU?
3: Um, The FAFSA application that's open right now is for the uh, 2020-2021 academic year Um, so, in an ideal world, you would have transferred from Howard College by then to that four-year school. Um, so, you might not, might not necessarily need to do to Howard College for FAFSA. Uh, you might just need to focus on the four-year schools that, that you're focusing on transferring to.
4: Okay, so let's switch this scenario a little bit. Let's say i um, coming from a long line of tech graduates, and I really want to graduate from tech. I've done a couple semesters here at Howard College. And I still have no idea (laughs) what my major is going to be. Where would I go from here?
3: Um, You definitely have a few options in trying to figure out uh, what you want to... considered for your career path again I think first and foremost you definitely want to go visit your uh, academic advisor and discuss these concerns about what not not being sure about what you want to major in advisors can definitely help you determine a career choice and look at the coursework that you've taken and see how that might be going towards what you might be interest, you might be interested in another thing to look at is um, like a school like Texas Tech does have like a transfer day they have a couple throughout the year um they um at these transfer days you can pick certain fields to go look at while you're there uh, to get more information and speak with your academic advisors and and kind of see what that major may entail that you might be interested in um again with with a school like texas tech we have a pretty good relationship with a uh, transfer specialist uh, that actually works for texas tech and um you know Having these interests, and, uh, these interests for Texas Tech, we can have the uh, transfer advisor come to campus and you can visit with them to help uh, determine maybe a career choice for you.
4: I know a couple students um, that have come here to Howard College. They've taken some classes and they think they're ready to move on, so they go through the process of transferring out somewhere else and they start down a path uh, towards the degree that they're, they're going for. Then something happens and they either think, you know what, maybe this line of work isn't what I wanted to do. Maybe this degree choice wasn't the best fit for me. And they come back to Howard College because they talk to the advisor at the university they're at and they they find out that, you know, you need to take some more classes. Maybe the best option for you to save some money is go back to Howard, get those, and then come back. Um, Is that a common thing that happens? Do we see students do that a lot?
3: It's, It's definitely a common practice that students may be for instance, um, may be interested in something like an engineering field uh, path for, for what they want to do. And then when they actually start those kind of coursework, realize that might not be something that they are interested in because of, you know, there's a lot of uh, physics, chemistries, things of that nature. And so they may change career paths and then also then from their career um, uh, need different coursework that would be different for like maybe that business major. Needing courses like accounting, um, economics, um, courses that, you know, you could then also then come back to the junior college to take before you move to that four-year. Um, students have done that in the past, and so, you know, it all just, again, depends on speaking with an advisor to see what your best options are.
4: I mean, they could certainly stay at the university they're at and take those classes. It's just going to be a higher cost of tuition, probably a higher cost of, you know, board room and board dorm expenses um compared to here at howard
3: yes that's correct you know just depending on on what a student wants to pursue for their career path um you know they could take them at the obviously take them at that four-year school or you know they could be the lesser uh the lesser cheaper option to come back to the community college
4: okay so this is kind of one of those subjects that's it's it's tough to talk about because we don't want to say this in an incorrect way but Sometimes people think if you go to a community college and then you transfer to a university, maybe all the courses I took at the community college won't transfer, which isn't true. All of the courses you take at a community college can transfer to a university. The issue is really, did what I took at the community college matter towards the degree of my choice? So, can you talk about that a little bit
3: Um, when talking about transferring in our academic courses um, they do all transfer to our our public uh, universities here in the state of Texas Um, what you do run into at times is when students may have taken a course that is transferable to that school but doesn't apply to that degree plan that they're moving into Common things that I have seen before. Again, I think this is why it's important to definitely work with your academic advisor Early on from when you first start taking classes um, Is to you know work with your advisor on the the major you want to go into and into uh, the university you want to go to um, That way the courses that would transfer to that degree plan are taken here um, There's times when students may take, you know, um a certain math course but when they want to go engineering you need calculus uh, so we want to focus on taking the calculus maybe then a different math course uh, we see that a lot in sciences where you know you might need a certain science for the degree plan you want to go to and so we want to make sure you take that science with us instead of the one that you don't need for your for your transfer.
4: So just to help dispel that rumor if I took a math course and then I go to tech we'll keep using that as the example and tech says you need to take calculus. It's not that the math course I took at the community college didn't transfer; it did. It just didn't count because it's not needed for the degree plan that I chose.
3: Yes, that's correct. Uh, when you look at, you know, all the different majors within the state of Texas and in the universities, you know, we we have a lot of math courses offered here at Howard College. You can take contemporary, you can take statistics, you can take college algebra, you can take calculus. Um, So it's pretty diverse. And so depending on the career path you wanna go down, that math course will be uh, different, just depending on what you wanna do.
4: I am gonna say, in case you're hearing this in the background, we have a bunch of students waving at us through the window in the podcast studio today. They're here from Goliad Elementary School in Big Spring, and they were doing a career day, so they are getting campus tours, and that's probably why you hear all the, the young people chatter in the background. Um, again, we've said it before on the podcast, this is a for the students, by the students, and so it is recorded on campus, and a lot of times you'll hear stuff like that going on. <laughs> no, future
3: students are a power College.
2: So you can go ahead and just tell me what your favorite holiday tradition is.
1: Okay, so my family and I, when we go to Santa Fe, New Mexico, we love to just go outside and play hacky sack back and forth for hours upon hours while we're waiting for the food to cook and
2: it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that's awesome.
4: Yeah. Hey, Jenna.
2: Hey.
4: <laughs> do you ever get stressed?
2: I do get stressed.
4: You know, at this time of year, with fall semester and finals and holidays and clubs and organizations that people are involved in, it's really easy to have a lot of stuff kind of clogging up your your brain and um, stifling your creative thinking. (laughs) For
2: sure. Yeah, I would agree.
4: I read an article recently called How to Do a Brain Dump to Reduce Anxiety and Prioritize Tasks, and it was on schoolhabits.com. I think I shared it on social media. Mm -hmm. But it really talks about kind of a way to get everything out of your head onto a piece of paper. So what do you say we give it a shot?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
4: You got a piece of paper? Do you need one? No, I'm good. I got one. Okay, so we're going to try this out. So here are the steps for how to do a brain dump. It says get a piece of paper um, or napkin. and without filtering or censoring yourself, write down everything that's on your mind in a list, not like paragraphs, but just like a big checklist kind of, and you can do a timer. So let's do it for, I don't know, a minute. Okay, you ready? Ready. So on this list, um, they say to include things you have to do, uh, questions you might be thinking about, ideas, random thoughts, uh, something that's bothering you or on your mind, people you're thinking about, upcoming appointments, or just anything in general. Okay, time's up. So I got four. How many did you get?
2: I got four as well.
4: Okay, what were your four?
2: Mine were workout, study, eat, and figure out what I need to do for this next month.
4: Okay, and my four were prepare for an upcoming uh, charity ride for bikes, uh, bicycle ride, Uh, record November video clips for the This Week series. Find some volunteers for Trunk or and I have another work study I'm trying to get started. And I've already got a list of things for that person to do, but I don't have the person yet. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's on my mind. Uh-huh. Okay, so the next step of this process, now that we each have a few things written down, are to review and sort what we wrote down. And the author used a highlighter, and they used three categories. So they used three different color highlighters. And can you see, what were those categories?
2: Yeah, so the categories are action, which is highlighted in blue. Then you have worries, which is highlighted in pink. And then the last is ideas and thoughts, which is highlighted in yellow.
4: Okay, so let's categorize hours. Okay. Okay, do you have your list ready? I do. Okay, so let's, here I'll start. I'll pick one of mine. So one of mine was preparing for an upcoming veterans charity bike ride. And really all I have to do for that is get some gear and a bike ready and get it set aside at home so that the day before the event I can load it up. So it's an action, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to do it today. I can do it next Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, What about one of yours?
2: One of mine is a working out. Um, so I usually like to get a quick workout in um, about three to four times a week just, just to stay healthy, and um, it kind of gets me away from schoolwork a little bit. So I enjoy that.
4: So that would be an action? Yes, it would and be. And when can you do that?
2: I like to do it right after class, so about sometime in the morning, I would say.
4: So what you're hearing us do is the next step, of the process, which is called Deal With It, and we've already categorized our stuff into actions, worries, or plans or future thoughts. So I didn't really have anything um, that categorized as a plan or future thought, did you?
2: I didn't either, actually.
4: I did have a worry. So did I. Okay, what was yours?
2: Okay, mine was um, to figure out what I have to do this next month. I don't really know what this next month holds um, as far as like certain dates, but stuff taking up my time. um,
4: (laughs) so, so you're worried about it, but planning, it's still kind of an action. Yeah.
2: So it's kind of in between, I would say,
4: but you don't have to do it right now. No, I don't. Okay. I guess my worry was, uh, getting the other work study going for news articles and stuff for the college. Um, kind of have somebody in mind. They've already done the application. I'm just kind of waiting on other people for mm-hmm. that. So I'm going to categorize that as a worry. I would. Nothing too. I could do about it right now. And that's what they say the first step of deal with it is to cross off all of your worries. Uh, if you can't do anything about them right now, they're not an action. So cross, cross them off your list and then move on. All right. So the next thing would be um, actions are last. So the second one would be future ideas, which neither one of us actually had any of those Mm -hmm. on our list. We're living in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So with with actions, I think what's left is to go through and just kind of prioritize those actions and actually put them into a planner or whatever it is you use, make a checklist, however you keep track of your things to do. Yeah, Um, I've got a couple that I can certainly do. One of them on my list was find volunteers for the trunk or treat, and that's going to be podcast people. So what are you doing tomorrow?
2: I am going to class and then going home to study. Let me
4: rephrase that. What are you doing at, like, five or six in the evening for an hour?
2: I am not doing anything.
4: You want to do trunk or treat?
2: Sure, I would love to do. See,
4: so I can cross that action yes. off of my list. So that was, I guess, a, a short version of this process. But what do you think, Jenna?
2: I thought it was really cool. I think it's a cool exercise to get everything out of your brain and. Um, really put it on paper. And a lot of times I think we we forget a lot of things and we have so much going on that we don't really know how to put it all together. So I think this is an awesome exercise to really figure out what's going on.
4: I agree. I think in my case, sometimes I'll actually start to feel like I'm behind on things or I'm kind of overwhelmed by everything that I think I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so this is a cool way to really prioritize those and Get them out of your head, like you said, so Mm -hmm. that you know what you got to deal with. Okay, in the sub, looking for victims to talk about their Thanksgiving traditions, and I ran into Elijah, one of our podcast crew members. Uh, So tell us about yours. All right, well, I got to say, I think my favorite Thanksgiving tradition is actually what comes after Thanksgiving the leftover sandwiches my mom makes. She knows just this perfect balance of turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. You can taste everything, but it all meshes really well together and they're just so delictable. I wish they were more than once a year. Jenna, that you heard earlier, is a second year student here at Howard and she has seen this time of year before where everybody is a little stressed, a little nervous and anxious about finals coming up. They're definitely trying to study what they've learned up to this point and keep themselves sharp so they are as well prepared for finals as possible and I asked her to share a tip with us about group study.
2: So with finals coming up, I know there are tons of different ways to study. You can study by yourself, you can study um, with a group. And when I was taking prereqs for um, the program I'm in now, I had to take an anatomy class and we had to Basically, we were just thrown into it. So we have to figure out how we work, how we like to study, what helps us, what benefits us the most. And honestly, I thought that group study would not ever benefit me, but I learned real quick that um, it, there's a lot to learn from it. And when I actually got into the program I'm in now, we, we, I mean, me and my friends, we would get together And we would go to the library and basically we would read the chapter together, we would talk about it, we would give our thoughts on it, and then we would quiz each other and that's how we learned and I think a lot of people overlook that because they think it doesn't help them at all when in actuality it does. You kind of have to become disciplined with yourself and it's kind of hard because you can only control yourself, you know, Um, but it's kind of hard to stay on task because you have other things coming up in your brain. You have other things as far as like school. Um, you, you just have to be really disciplined, and if you do get off task, you have to be sure to say, "Hey, let's let's get back on to what we were learning." Um, um, basically, like you said, we pick a time, we pick a place. Um, Here at Howard, we like to go to the library because they have certain rooms you can um, rent out to study. And then, so we bring all of our class materials. Like, say we're going over a certain chapter in anatomy, we'll bring our anatomy book, and we'll bring anything extra we think that can help. And then um, we just kind of go from there. We just truck on until we cover everything that we feel needs to be covered.
4: Thanks Jenna, and if you have not yet tried the technique of studying as a group, might want to give it a shot. Something you've also heard a couple times on this episode already is the traditions, uh, Thanksgiving traditions we've asked students to share with us, and we just thought it would be kind of a cool way, it's that time of year, to kind of hear what people's traditions are and what they look forward to the most during the Thanksgiving season. And my example was um, years ago when I used to live in Boise, we would do the typical family, you know, Thanksgiving meal where everybody comes over and you eat. And then we would go out into the street and we would have a game of kind of like touch football in the okay, street. Okay, that's fun. And it always kind of was funny because neighbors would end up coming out uh-huh. and playing. So, so by the end of the night, it was like 20 just random people from around the neighborhood yeah. playing a game of football in the street. So do you have a, a tradition that you always think of at Thanksgiving time?
2: Um we would kind of do the same thing. My family is really big, so we would actually have to have we would we would do lunch. We wouldn't do dinner, which is kind of weird to me because everyone that I talk to, they typically do dinner, but we would do lunch. So basically my entire family, there was a ton of us or there is a ton of us. Um we would go into like a church basically, and that's where we would have our Thanksgiving. So you guys just
4: take over Lunch. the whole church. Basically for the day. <laughs> like
2: the little reception area. It's it kind of is traditional like the typical turkey. I'm not a big fan of dressing. I'll eat it, but I'm not a big fan of it. And um, we usually have like macaroni and cheese, like homemade macaroni and cheese, like the hearty stuff, you know. Yeah. It's real good. And then obviously mashed potatoes. You can't do without the mashed potatoes. Banana pudding for dessert or like some type of pie or a pumpkin roll. Have you ever had a pumpkin roll?
4: I don't think I have. I've hey. had a pumpkin loaf at Starbucks.
2: Yes. It's kind of like that. <laughs> They're really good. It's got like this cream cheese filling. It's it's great. You should try
4: that it. That sounds good. I think I've always kind of been, been into non-traditional things. So there was a couple of years where we did turkey nachos no Where, like, we would do none of the traditional Thanksgiving uh-huh. meal, but we would just do this massive like cookie sheet in the oven full of nachos with like shredded turkey and huh. cheese and all the other stuff you would normally put yeah. on nachos, but like, that was our Thanksgiving meal. Well, usually we do, well, my family, we do like the most American
0: tradition there is, and that's get together, have a barbecue, watch a football game, and just enjoy life. Yep, this is uh, Coach PC, assistant men's basketball coach at Howard, uh, here talking with uh, Big T about Thanksgiving traditions and uh, just things that, things that are like holiday holiday vibes and all that good stuff. So, um, T, what's going on, man?
5: Yeah, this is Net uh, Çarçıcı from Georgia, uh, country of Georgia, and I play
0: basketball at Howard College. Yep, notice I didn't try to pronounce that, so... Um, Good luck with that one, but um, it's uh, so in, in Georgia, the syllables are different. Like, isn't it spelled differently in uh, in Georgia, right?
5: Uh, syllables, you said?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean,
5: we have different alphabet, like letters that's, that we have in Georgia. There is no, not in English alphabet.
0: Right, right, right. Doesn't your name start with like a C in Georgia? Like what, mean, what you would call a C? Uh, yeah, can't say that. Yeah, yeah, but like it's. I think when you spell it, it's spelled a C, and then. Um.
5: Yeah, like when you spell it, in Georgian keyboard you got tap C to, <laughs> yeah. you know, get the it. letter.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's funny. Um, so tell us about uh, about Thanksgiving for you, and um, you've been well, you've been in America for what? This is five years now. Uh, yeah. five right, and then uh, it's five Thanksgivings or four coming four. up five, um, and then before that, you know, you didn't know what Thanksgiving was, I'm sure, right? Um, what's your What's your take on Thanksgiving? What What do you, What do you, What are your traditions, and what do you usually do for Thanksgiving since you've been in America?
5: I mean, I had the idea in what Thanksgiving was when I was in Georgia, but uh-huh. I didn't know exactly. Um, so in United States, of course, it was, like, a little bit different, mm-hmm. uh, but I actually liked it. It was, like, a uh, family I lived with. Uh, we had their families coming over. Right. Um, we had a lot of food, yep. TV. You know, it was good. Right. I met, I met a lot of new people.
0: Right. Any any type of food you
5: really enjoyed? Uh, I, I don't really like turkey, but <laughs> I, I
0: liked the stuffing yep. and of the desserts. Yep, yep, yep. I think the, I mean, I don't know about you, but the tradition for me was just eat as much as I could and then probably take a nap and watch football. Um, That sounds about right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I don't know, my favorite, I'm trying to think of my favorite Thanksgiving deal. I mean, I always thought, you know, the cranberry sauce, putting that stuff on everything is kind of a revelation. I don't know why we don't have that more in everyday <laughs> everyday meals I, I'm big on mixing fruit like I'm a pineapple on pizza guy cranberry on you know uh, put a, not a, me. Not, not you, but put a cranberry on like a turkey sandwich or you know I just think that stuff's good um, that's just me though um, yeah I mean you know you you know being here do you you like Thanksgiving I mean any, anything where they put a bunch of food in front of you I'd imagine it's pretty fun for you right yeah it is fun T so right after right after Thanksgiving we got we got Christmas tell us tell us a little bit about what your experience with Christmas
5: Uh, so since uh, my country is Orthodox Christian we celebrate Christmas on January 7th instead of uh, December 25th Mm -hmm. so what we do is just we get fireworks get ready to go like by 12 so everybody just do fireworks and we had some gifts And we decorate. We decorate too, like trees in house, but not Mm -hmm. nothing crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. Santa Claus isn't like a big thing in Georgia. Um, It's everywhere, yeah. No, what it, does it look like a, a old white guy with a beard? That's what yeah, he looks like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah. And then co- cookies and milk. Is that a thing? Do you leave them out for Santa, or what? What do you, what do, you do? No, we don't do that. Didn't do no. that. Didn't do that. No. Um, how do you say Santa Claus in in your language? Uh, Taulis totally. <laughs> pabu. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, and then since you've been in America, what's what's Christmas been like for you? Uh, it was. Uh,
5: like a lot, lot of decorating and a mm-hmm. lot of gifts mm-hmm. yeah that's the food
0: that's about it yep yep i like it and you're, it's Fun. usually right in the middle of basketball season so you're probably headed out to play in some big tournament right every yeah, every yeah, christmas, christmas yeah. yeah yeah no i get that for since i've been coaching college we you know we take at least uh I don't know, I've had anywhere from a week off to two and a half weeks off for for Christmas, so um, it's kind of an interesting deal where you're where you're playing and you're really you're playing a bunch of basketball, a bunch of basketball, and then all of a sudden you have to take a two week break, um, yeah. and everyone goes home, and then then you come right back, and you're like, all right, well now we're back to it. Everyone's out of shape, and the whole thing. <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, my tradition is usually going home for Christmas for about two weeks. I'll I'll be there. I'll go see everyone that I was, you know all my friends and then all uh I do a little bit of recruiting back home and just go see different high schools and players and things while I'm around um you know because usually there's you know I just know people out there and um it's a chance to go recruit a different area and you know, all that where my roots are and stuff so uh that's kind of the tradition for me around Christmas and um presents etc all that all that stuff and uh you know, usually we had a tradition. I had a tradition for I don't know seven or eight years. It ended last year, where after at every Christmas day, me and my friend, that one of my longest friend, longest time friend, we would uh, about eleven o'clock to midnight. We would just we'd be like, all right, we're hungry again, and then go to uh, go to McDonald's or Taco Bell, and you know that <laughs> around midnight on Christmas, and that was it. Stopped last year. I don't know why. I think we're all a little. <laughs> said about it. Uh, I think he fell asleep. I think that's what it was.
5: From Howard College basketball team, wishing all the students happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, guys.
4: As we've said before, talking to those students that maybe have different backgrounds than you or come from a different part of the world than you do are incredibly valuable in gaining perspectives and meeting people that you would not have had the opportunity uh, to meet otherwise. So, reach out to your fellow students and meet some new people. And we caught up with the reluctant coach Kelly Raines for her favorite Thanksgiving tradition.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite Thanksgiving tradition is uh, having some of the basketball players over and feeding them and uh, going to basketball games because around Thanksgiving is big basketball
2: time. So my favorite Thanksgiving holiday tradition is usually after we have our Thanksgiving dinner, we sit around and play games for the rest of the evening. Board games, Family Feud, Fishbowl, Monopoly, whatever you name it, we play it.
1: Hey everyone, it's Amanda. Um, I'm just here to talk about our student activities for November. So. Um, As always, we always have our coffee cart out there on Mondays at 8 a.m. to 10 10 a.m. So come grab a cup, take it to class or to work. And then on the 5th, we're having our veterans thank you cards. So come sign um, a card, show your appreciation, and then we're going to deliver them on Veterans Day. And then... We have our post-it, Good Vibes. So I'll have little post-its with quotes of encouragement written by the diplomats out there in the Student Union Building. So whatever you need, come take. And then on the 10th, we have S'mores Night at Turner Hall. Come make a s'more, just hang out and relax. Um, I know that we're about to get into the nitty gritty of the semester, so studying's getting a little more tedious. Come out and have some fun for a little bit. Um, And then we have our Burn It Bat bad vibes on the 12th and just come and burn that ex-boyfriend's picture or ex-girlfriend's picture. If you're trying to get over a relationship or you got a bad grade on a test, come take care of that and just burn that test away. And then our three-point contest is on the 17th in the fit at 8 p.m. Let's see how, who has the best shooting shot or shooting range. Okay the 19th we're doing Christmas ornament decorating Um, we're doing it pretty early because finals week is coming up close but we want to get our Christmas tree up as soon as possible so let's try and get a little bit festive in the Student Union building and then I'm gonna have a I am thankful board right before Thanksgiving Day Um, just come out and write what you're thankful thankful for on the 20th in the sub at 11 a.m. And then December 1st, right before you guys come back from Thanksgiving break, we're going to do Build Your Own Pancakes. So that'll be at 10 p.m. Come hang out with us.
4: So as always, we hope you have a great rest of the month. Enjoy your Thanksgiving break. And we will see you back here in a couple weeks for the December episode.